Hello. Hey, what's up, man? Not much, not much. How are things with you? Doing pretty good. Doing good over here. That's good. How's it going with you? It couldn't be any greater, I guess, right? This is this is it. This is this is the day we have. So good day. So we got 9.03 p.m. up, oh, 9.04 p.m. on a Monday evening. Yes. July yeah, 31st, last day of July. Yes, it is. Exciting. Entering August. Mm. We are saying the most elementary stuff right now. <laughs> so today is July 31st and it is 9.04 p.m. and tomorrow will be August 1st mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> alright if our listeners haven't um, you know stopped listening at this point then I think we're good <laughs> yeah I mean let, let, let's let's uh, piggyback off of that um, you know this this is you know, we obviously have an agenda topic, you know, today that we'll get into, but um, really want to thank uh, Chris, um, Chris Ross, not Chris Heron, uh, second best Chris, I, I think that we know, uh, for taking the time out of his you know busy schedule to do the podcast last week. Uh, really appreciate a lot of the listeners uh, contacting us, you know, via Facebook and other formats to let us know, like, you know how meaningful that is and you know for a lot of people that i know know chris too and so i i think that made a world of difference uh, hearing i think you know with mental health you know mental health issues and addiction of course i think um i think people are more impacted when they know someone who has been directly impacted they can nice you know pinpoint the person uh so i think it was really brave and uh you know for chris to do that kind of put himself out there on a larger scale he's very open no, uh, with everybody, as he mentioned. Um, and so really greatly appreciate all the people who, uh, you know, listened and are following, uh, who commented um, about the podcast. Uh, you know, thank you. Uh, keep listening. Uh, tell more of your friends uh, to listen. Uh, and and uh, let us know if there's a t- topic uh, that we'll dive into, because uh, we, we definitely want to uh, reach as many people as possible. Right. And yeah, if I can say thank you, too, to, as well to Chris. I, what really impressed me was his openness of sharing on his mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. Really was impressive and uh, really, really enjoyed it. And it was, it was brave to share in the way that he did mm-hmm. on the episode. So I really appreciate that. And it, it kind of models for me how, you know, maybe I can be even more open with my stuff at times, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, too, is that, you know, if there is anyone who is listening, um, you know, who has, you know, addiction or, and or mental health, either personal experience or like experience within the family, and you want to come on and share, if you're comfortable to kind of doing so, you know, reach out to us, you know, the email is uh, the addict and the counselor at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Uh, reach out to us in any way uh, through our social media platforms, uh, there is now an Instagram page for the addict and the counselor. Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so I'm still, I'm just getting started with that. But yeah, it's about maybe three or f- three days it's been up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. 
you know, reach out to us in any way. And, um, you know, if you want to come on, you know, we'll, 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 we'll definitely consider it. And most likely you will be on. Um, also, Bob Ross, I want to, I want to say for our listeners, after you listen to an episode, feel free to make a comment in the comment section. So at the end, there's a question and questions usually, what did you think about this episode? And our listeners can comment on, on what they thought, what their thoughts are of that, of each episode. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we definitely want to be engaged with our audience and, you know, we, we want to be purposeful, right? I think that's kind of really how this thing was born between you and I, um, you know, we want to be of service. We want to be of help. We want to, uh, you know, for us to kind of share kind of what we go through and see and do and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, we, we just want to make sure that people get their money's worth out of these, uh, podcasts. Um, so yeah, a- anyone who is here, I know a couple of people, you know, reached out saying like, Oh, I don't have Spotify and whatnot. Really? Uh, you can find us in any podcast <laughs> platform, uh, depending on where you kind of stream your music, um, or getting your information. Um, so Spotify, we're definitely on. Amazon Music Podcast. Uh, most people have an Amazon account. If you have that, you automatically have an Amazon Music account also. Um, and then podcasts are also on there. We're on there. And uh, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, you know, we're there too. So, uh, Robert, yes, sir. When you going back a minute, when you said we want to make sure that our listeners are getting their money's worth, I don't think they pay. I don't think they pay, right? <laughs> Yes, uh, for I, I guess to elaborate, uh, no one has to pay to listen to our voices. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute here. Wait, let's let's go back. Yeah, don't let anyone trick you into paying for this podcast. It is, uh, it, it, it is from our hearts. <laughs> we don't do it for the money. Um, yeah, it's completely free. And I, I will happily, I will happily screenshot anyone, um, you know, any any money that we've made on that. Uh, I, I to go back. You would find so, more money in your couch cushions. <laughs> so to be fully transparent and what, what we what we're doing, monetary, you know, fun, anything that we get is through the the one ad that I do for Spotify for podcasters, right? <clears throat> and we get we might get like pennies basically <laughs> for every time someone listens to the ad and we've been doing this podcast since March and so far we <laughs> we have an opinion it's almost embarrassing to say Same, we have yeah, an, embarrassing. We have an accumulation of And I keep keep busting Barbarossa's chops. I I send him a screenshot of all, you know, of the $8 or wherever we're at with it. And, you know, my, my goal is to be able to, to get like a Mac pro (laughs) for the podcast, right. As part of like podcast, um, you know, tools or whatever. So if you do the math and we've accumulated eight dollars in change in in four months, almost five months, we have to do this podcast for seventy five consecutive years. 
to afford a $1,200 MacBook. Well, I think, you know, one of the goals would be to increase our viewership. So it maybe maybe it's not 75, maybe it's more like 40 years, right? <laughs> and will Mac even Mac Pro even be a thing in 40? Yeah. So, yeah, no, you know, uh, you know, we're here. Please reach out to us. Please listen. Um, please comment. Um, you know, we really want to be like purposeful, intentional. Um, I, I think people who've heard the show and who've commented, right. I mean, there's definitely a serious side to us and there's definitely a, a, a fun side to us. Um, listen to the Chris Heron episode. A lot of people started with that episode and really got yeah. a kick out of it. <laughs> Right, right. And I think, and I do agree, there is a fun side to me. There is. Mm, I didn't say you. I said we. Oh, I missed it. Okay. The collaborative, the the 50-50 side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, again, uh, you know, that's what we're here for, to, you know, bring some levity, but bring some seriousness and bring some... I think also, you know, in the field, there's a lot of like misinformation, inaccuracy, uh, and, and hopefully, you know, through our both lived experience, uh, personally and professionally, that I, I think we can kind of, you know, break through some of those kind of stuff so people are informed and, uh, and kind of go about the day that way. And I at least, you know, look at, you know, this part of your life or someone else's life, addiction or mental illness uh, in, in a kind of, you know, uh, different way, uh, you know, maybe a little more empathetic, but um yeah, so um, you and I were, you know, talking about kind of, you know, what we should do for kind of, you know, this episode. And I thought um, it's been a while since kind of, you know, you've opened up and shared. Um, it hasn't really been all that long. It's been two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, for, for some, you know, they, they hear your voice, you know, one hour a week. I mean, so it's a lot of hours ago. Yeah. All right. Since you put it. Put it in that that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so if you want to just kind of dive into, you know, any updates and, you know, what's going on for you and, you know, we can kind of get into it. Sure thing. Down for that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still in Florida, West Palm and treatment over down here. Enjoying the weather. The weather has been great and much better than that. Than the Boston, the Massachusetts West weather that I was used to. And I've been really building a great support system down this way. I, I have um, I have um, a friend, Jordan, who I helped move, who I met down here and I helped him move the other day. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I and he's been picking me up for like some meetings here and there. Um, a friend, Steven, that has been giving me a ride home from the noontime meeting that I've been going to. And I've really been able to connect with him. And my um, friend, Jeff, who Jeff and his wife, Sue, on Thursday, he invited me to um, a Narcotics Anonymous convention. Oh, wow. Yeah, in the area where like there's like a thousand, a thousand, you know, addicts in recovery at this convention, and I've been to many of them in the past. The last one I've been to was a while ago. At this point, it's been a few years. Mm-hmm. And I went to this convention Friday night, 
her the main speaker for Friday night was from Massachusetts. They flew her, flew her down here to be the main Ayo. speaker for Friday night, which was I was so juiced up for it to hear, you know, my people be down here given doing the main speaker thing. And she was from Worcester, so Lady Julia, and she gave like she gave a really inspiring share. And I went back for a full day. This was the convention was at the Hilton at like the airport down here, Palm Beach Airport. Mm-hmm. And it was at the Hilton Hotel there. And I went back for a full day Saturday, got there like noontime and stayed till about 1030 at night. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's I mean, at these conventions, there's like a lot of different things going on. You have like, you know, in one room, they might have like a talent show in another room. They have like a meeting going on, like a topic meeting in another room. They might have a different topic meeting, like all sorts of stuff, right? Different things. Hospitality room where people are just in there, just fellowshipping and playing cards and drinking mm. coffee and stuff. Um, and then you have like the hotel lobby, which is like always busy for a convention too. And people just hanging out in the, in the lobby, which is cool. You know, there's like a lot going on, you know, so yeah, I mean, I think I think our, some of our audience who are you know who's not working in the field or have are in addiction or recovery themselves, I, I I don't think they know like why a convention goes on or like what's the purpose behind an NA convention. Can you just kind of you know briefly explain what the whole purpose of something like that is? Yeah, yeah, the purpose is for for everyone to get together in recovery to celebrate recovery. It's really a celebration of, of recovery for, um, for either an area or a district or, um, or state, like the state conventions is area conventions. This was an area convention, mm. but people, people still travel to get, you know, to come, you know, and so when you really, say area, do you mean like, the Palm Beach area? The yeah, 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 exactly. So like Palm Beach area. That's oh. what it was. Right. Uh, in a few months, I think they have like the Florida, like big convention mm-hmm. coming up. So, and uh, so Saturday night, was that, was that clear enough? Does that describe it or? Yeah, like, yeah, really? yeah. I think, you know, I think, you know, a lot of our audience, you know, is in some kind of like profession or not. So just imagine like you going to a work related conference and getting like information or, you know, you know, for us clinically, it's like CEUs. So like that is rolled in with like a self-help meeting approach, you know, to it all. Yeah. Um, you know, sponsorship and community yeah. and connection. You know, so all of it's kind of rolled into one, like it's like almost like it's wild because like it's like you're getting information and like support, but then you're you're actually getting the support right then and there, right? The meetings are within the convention, like you're right. not going anywhere else. So it's like a like an interesting like I don't know, like really cool. Yeah, one, yeah like a one stop shop. Yeah, thing. yeah, good so, way of yeah. putting it. Yeah. So yeah, and they have like you know a meeting about sponsorship and a meeting like a men's meeting and you know just all these different types of of meetings going on like all the time they have marathon meetings that are going on overnight the entire night so you know if someone's a newcomer and they can't sleep they can go down at two in the morning to the the marathon meeting room right 
So, I, so my friend Jeff and his wife were like, I was so grateful that they invited me to this. And Saturday night, heard this main speaker of this guy. Um, I think it was Ed, Edward D. No, George D. George D. from Daytona, Florida. And he was the main speaker. And he was, he was great. He was fabulous. And what happened was I got so fired up for recovery through the, through the convention all weekend. I text my friend, Drew, and we, me and Drew, we used to go to like a ton of conventions way back when, like a long time ago, we used to go together. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was like our thing. We went to uh, the, um, the like a world convention, a 50th world convention in San Diego. We went to um, New Hampshire conventions, Vermont conventions. We went like a lot of different places. LA went to one and that was like one of our things. And he has, my friend Drew has over 20 years clean. And I text him, I'm like, hey, I'm really revved up about conventions right now what do you think about us going to the Burlington Vermont convention in November, second week in November, Vermont. It's beautiful there during that time. And it's a great convention, right? Really relaxed, chill type of convention. And I text him that. And like an hour later, he said, Hey, we're all set. Have the hotel room. <laughs> we're we're pre-registered for the convention. I'm like, are you shitting me? And like, I'm so excited right now for that. Wow. And yeah, stoked. So I, you know, it really got the recovery juices flowing this weekend. So, but bottom, but my, my reason, you know, I started sharing that just to show my gratitude for all the, like the friends that I've made down here while I've been here. And my friend, my friend, Kenneth, Kenny, who's been giving me rides and picking me up and I've been hanging with him. And these are some like pretty good dudes and, you know, these are nice people in recovery have some some years clean so i'm just really grateful for for what's been going on here with me and it really just shows like i would i, I i'd be all right like staying here you know like i'd be I'd be fine um but unfortunately or fortunately i don't know i'm i'm leaving soon right so i'm leaving here on august 19th I have a flight back home. Are the Florida people hearing this for the first time, Adam? You should have warned them. <laughs> no, they know. I've been prepping them for the past couple of weeks. So, <laughs> no, I know. Determination so, skills. Yeah, so they have an idea. Um, so, yeah, August 19th, have a 7 a.m. flight back home. And so I'm heading back, heading back to Mass. And I'm, yeah, that's what I'm what i'm doing so what are your thoughts around that you know again like i mean you, you've been obviously honest like you know the condition that you were in in massachusetts and you know what transpired that kind of got you into treatment you know detox at least and then you know 30 day um and then you know the, just the you know, doors opened up for you to be able to like you know leave mass and come down to florida and kind of just get away from everything and and, and really build uh you know, it's all finished, you know, for yourself, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, and you've thrived in it, right? Like all the people that you mentioned, uh, the commitment that you have, you know, to your recovery. And then in a, uh, short, uh, turnaround, um, 
you know, you're you're going to be back in Massachusetts. Right. So I'll have God willing, day at a time, I'll have 90 days clean on the 18th of August. So day before I leave, I'll, I'll have three months clean. Um, and I have some, you know, the, I have pros and cons like in my going on in my mind with it, I guess. There's pros mm-hmm. and cons to everything, you know, or there's this, con- this conflict, I guess, inner conflict with, 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 um, with decision sometimes. Ambivalence. Ambivalence. It's back and forth with it. So I, so I, so about a month ago, I was, um, I got a letter from my old job that I took, that I just took off from like, re- like recently. Because of it, <laughs> right? What? Because of active addiction. Yeah, I just, right, right. I don't just take off when I'm in recovery. Right. I guess it's implied, but maybe not. It does need to be clear, I guess. So, and I thought that was a bridge that I burned, right? And I got a letter from them asking if I was going to come back for the, you know, for the 2023 year, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's in a school system. And, they wanted to know by July 31st, like I would have to send them back. Basically it's a checkbox, like yes or no. Am I returning? <laughs> right. And so I'm like, I'm like, well, regardless, I should just check. Yes. Even if I don't. So when then I have that as even a plan B, you know? So I sent that back, sent them, um, you know, a yes. And, um, so I have that, like, that's guaranteed for work mm-hmm. in first week in September. And I was on the phone with a friend about about three weeks ago. And my friend, I was telling him my situation with, like, looking for housing and my work situation. Just letting him know where I was at with, like, life, right? And he said, I think I can help you out with your housing situation. Like, really? What do you mean? Mm. And my friend's got, he has a few years clean and really, really solid guy, really solid person. And he's like, I've been looking for a roommate and I I can give it to you. I can give you, you know, a, a pretty big room and, you know, an entire floor for like really cheap. Cause I know your situation and, you know, I, I want to help you out and all that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm like, you, sh- you know, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me. Like I've let a lot of people down. Like I, people have helped me and helped me and it gets at this point, like it gets uncomfortable when people want to help you. Cause there is this like underlying fear that mm-hmm. I don't want to let people down again. I don't want to. So I told them, I told my friend, I'm like, I'm like, listen, you don't have to do that. I, I you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I don't have like a good track record lately. Like I've done this, that I was naming all like my negative shit that I've done. Right. Yeah. Like Adam, Adam, you need another chance. You need another chance. That's what he said to me. Mm. Right. And I'm like, okay. Um, 
if you're sure and you're comfortable, then, you know, let me, give me a couple weeks and, you know, let me talk to, talk to people about it and, you know, I'll make a decision. I'll let you know. He's like, yeah, take your time. I just, I just want to help you out. It's basically the bottom line. He just wants to help me. He kept saying. So, so I, as people know, I have some, some attachments too in my area in mass, right. That I want to, want to follow through with, right. Um, like family. So that's a priority for me at some point. <clears throat> so it was kind of, like a part of like, there's a part of me that does want to stay down here. There's also a, a, like a little bit more of a part of me that I want to be closer to, to family. Yeah. You know, and where I, like I had, like I first, like I, I had that, like getting that letter from, from the school, it, it, I felt like it was some time, some type of sign or like something like, mm-hmm. Hey, you're, you're wanted back at mass a little bit. Right. And so like that made me think about it and, and stuff too, but there's a lot that went into you know, the decision, right? So, yeah. so as of now, so, so one of the, you know, one of the issues that I had to play through for me or work through was that my friend where I'm moving into his place is it's in the, it's in the city and it's, it's the closest that I'll be ever that I've ever lived to the area where I use. Right. So I think I spoke to you about this. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like I've lived in Beverly, Mass. I've lived in Tewksbury, Mass, um, North Reading. You know, I've lived in different areas, different towns where I've been like 45 minutes drive away from where I use from Boston. Right. From the city. And I've still went down there to the area like being that far away doesn't hasn't even hasn't stopped me right hasn't stopped me from going down there maybe it maybe it pro it postpones me going down there by a day or something maybe but could be distance right Right. but but i get down there but so so the other, so my point is with that, with saying that is it doesn't really matter where I'm living. If I want it, if I'm, if I make the decision to go use, like I'm getting there anyways. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter all that much. The other, <coughs> the other caveat to, to it is that when I left that area and I think I mentioned this to you, as well um when i left that area that i was using on my last day out there i i did some really some really shady stuff right mm-hmm. so if i did if i did if i did make the terrible decision to go back down to that area to use I will get physically harmed to some degree, 
I don't know how bad it would be, but I would get harmed in some way for what I did last time I was out there, right? Mm -hmm. Which isn't 100% deterrent from me going down there, but it's a pretty big deterrent. Like, I might get, I don't, I don't know how badly hurt, but how bad badly I'll be hurt if I do show up there. Sure. You know, it is scary, actually, more I think about it, especially with a sober mind, like a clear mind. Like, that's scary shit. Yeah. I mean, it's like, a straight life, right? It's kind of the unknown, right? What, what, what can happen? I mean, things have happened and, and you've been kind of upfront about them, but there's always that kind of uncertainty or, or you hear of stories on the recovery side and the kind of the addict side of it. And you, sometimes, you know, you fall somewhere on the spectrum of like active use behavior and entanglement. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so weighing that out too, I I've made, you know, I've made the decision that I'm going to live with my friend in the city in this nice, it, it's actually that, the, one of the nicest part of that area, right? So it's a nice, it's a it's a good little neighborhood that I'll be in, and um, so I'm gonna live I'm gonna live with him, and I'm gonna I, I have that job lined up to start first week in September. I have some I already have some people that I've reached out to that go to meetings in that area where I'm moving, I'm moving to. Mm, so that, so my sponsor said, he sent me earlier three contacts of people that are in that area that go to meetings just so I can connect with, with people there. So that's, that's you know, that's good. It's positive. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, that's that's my story right now. I think what did I you know, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to it. Well, I mean, like, how does this sit with you? You made the comment about like especially in the last several years where, you know, you have some recovery but then relapse, right? With some varying frequency, you know, three months, six months, whatever the case might be. And you talked about kind of like like burning bridges, I mean, with employers that might have been possible obviously not with this one right who sent you a letter and is interested in, in in bringing you back in you know this this friend you know who is you know wanting to room with you and again knowing your story and knowing the kind of you know the ups and downs that you've had like how, how does it sit with you in terms of like and I, and I think a lot of people who don't have a lot of recovery time you know the fear is that no one will help me. Like all the people that love me, I've burned them 5 million times. And so there's no way that they're not going to give me a helping hand this time. And sometimes that can kind of really prolong active addiction in people's lives when it is just like, Hey, if you work on yourself and, and you do the, you know, the next right thing and you keep on doing the right next right thing that people do forgive, you know, people do have large hearts and I think you're experiencing some of that kind of like indirectly with the employment stuff, but also very directly with this friend and you know, other things that you, you know, you know, you know, up, up in the mass area. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, how does it sit with you? Like knowing that like, 
you haven't burned every bridge and some of the bridges that you thought you were burned, like people are still there and like with their, their hands out to you to help you. Yeah. It's, it's heartwarming and it's, there's, there's like I shared, you know, I shared earlier, it's, it's very, uncomfortable because I've let a lot of people down so many times at this point. So it's still, it's just, there's some type of pressure that I put on myself. Mm. Probably. Pressure for what? Like I can't, I can't burn, you know, I can't burn this person or, you know, I can't let, you know, I can't just pressure to stay clean, I guess. I just put it, I'm putting on myself a bit, but I always, I always do. And you think that's helpful? I don't know how, yeah, I was just going to say, I don't know how helpful it is or isn't. I think, I think a certain amount of like, pressure maybe a small amount of pressure can be like motivation because the pressure is coming from like external Mm -hmm. like like my friend like my friend who's letting me live there I've had other friends take me into their homes before right so and I've I've relapsed and that's in my mind that's letting them down and so forth and losing a little bit of trust it's just really, it feels really, it's really uncomfortable to think about that happening again, you know, and projecting that, even though that's not reality and I'm in today, mm-hmm. but my mind can go there, right? Would you say there's some anxiety? Yeah, you could, you could, you could label it anxiety for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, future, when I'm thinking about future or projecting what could happen, might happen, and worries around that, typically that's that's identified as some type of anxiety, I uh-huh. guess. Yeah, it's funny because, like, you know, an- anxious thinking, right, is not, it's not solely uh, just future thinking. It, it's, it's prim- you know, it's primarily future thinking, right, or future thoughts, and not mm-hmm. about being present in the here and now, but it's also negative future thoughts right what if right what if you relapse and you know these bridges get burned down what if you can't sustain right so it's all negative imagery uh that obviously in your past you've lived in your current life not and so all that is kind of playing a force and so you know my encouragement to you is you know really challenging that kind of anxious fearful thought about what if what if Mm. and really investing into your present life right is just hey today i'm doing the right thing or you know for the next 24 hours this is what my plan is to you know be positive you know stay clean you know you know project it kind of you know that way uh hopefully that can kind of you know help it and i don't know if i mean for you like as you get more time clean uh even the kind of the earlier phases which you know which you are does your confidence grow or is it still shaky 
It's pretty shaky still because I've had so many different periods of recovery. Yeah. So in the past, so before relapsing, I mean, after relapsing, after the 14 years that I had clean, and that initially happened over six years ago now. So in the past six years, since I've been in and out, I've had a variety of different, you know, clean time, right? I've had a year and a half. I had seven months recently, very recently, up until this May. Um, there's been many times where I've had nine months. There's been many times where I've had 30 days, 30 days, 60 days. Mm -hmm. So because I've had so many different periods of recovery, I it's tough to build confidence because I can just, I, I will just tell myself, well, I've relapsed at this period before too, <laughs> you know? I don't know. Well, is there a way of challenging that? Well, the way to challenge it, I think would be this is, isn't, this isn't the last time, the last clean time. This is this clean time. This is this recovery. So that type of like reframe might be helpful. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like I've never, like you, you mentioned, I think a few minutes ago, I've never lived this recovery before. I've never lived this moment before, like this clean time and just focus on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you're definitely, you know, judging yourself, right? It's okay. I've had 90 days before, right? So it's all this kind of comparative language. You know, yeah. you know I've had that and I've relapsed, right? I've had three, you know, four months I've relapsed. I had six. And like you said, in the, in the last like six years, it's kind of gone off and on, you know, that way of, of varying recoveries. And I think yeah. the opportunity is, you know, one, you know, be aware of that thought because it definitely sounds like it brings you down. Yeah, right. it doesn't. It's helpful at all to, you know, strengthening your recovery and strengthening your your self confidence in yourself and your abilities. You know, in and out of recovery, um, I think beyond reframing is even re-identifying kind of who you are and and what's going on presently, and you know, what are you doing about it. Uh, end of story. Mm. You know, yeah. it's, you know, we can always look back and be like, well, I, I was 15 pounds, you know, skinnier, right. And judging ourselves the weight we are, but like, what does that do to kind of help you stay healthy and, and, and maybe lose some weight. Right. It generally doesn't. If you're not kind of putting the current work into it all and achieving some level of you know success with it all. So, mm. you know, I think for, for you, you know, I hope that you give yourself a chance, right. And just accept who you are today, you know, the, the flaws, you know, and, you know, the successes mm. and willing to really work, uh, you know, at mm -hmm. everything and, you know, put yourself, you know, every day in, in a position to be successful. Um, Cause you, I mean, you know what it feels like, you know what it looks like to be depressed or anxious or whatever and not relapse. Right. Uh, right. You've, mm, you know, you have the knowledge of having an urge or a craving 
and not giving into it all, right? Doing the opposite of that, you know, asking for help and support and, you know, calling your network. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I think, you know, I, I can, you know, be honest with you is that like, I mean, you talked about it and, you know, I, what you, you know, when you first went out of Florida, you're like, well, I, I maybe Florida is the place for me. I was like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I don't know if that's the thing for you. Um, <laughs> I was, you know, and, and it could be, right? I mean, right. it's a three hour plane ride. So, like, people have done it. Um, you know, I, I think the people that I've shared with you that I know. You know, who are in Florida and, and Chris is not like a perfect example, right? I mean, he had a, a boatload of, you know, addiction, active use in Massachusetts. And, you know, five years ago, he decided to take his whole family, relocate, you know, had, you know, two children, take them away from, you know, their friends group and everything, start a new life and, uh, right. you know, still, you know, staying strong. And, you know, I think he said he's close to like 10 years of continuous recovery for himself. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, we have these like limited it, images of like what we can achieve and where we can achieve it. <laughs> mm, right. Um, you know, and again, for you, I mean, you, you, you have that foundation in Florida and so Florida ain't, you know, isn't going anywhere. So if anything were to happen, you know, that could be a plausible, you know, plan for you, you know, relatively, you know, long-term. And so if this, you know, the idea of coming back to Massachusetts and, you know, obviously it being a place that you know very very well both on the recovery side and the addiction side well mm. again you know what are you doing to invest in you know your recovery side right you know, while there and you know while having all these you know uh great things happen to you um yeah mm. thanks for thanks for all that yeah good feedback appreciate it welcome yeah. Good convo. <laughs> so, I mean, are, you know, are we on a podcast right now? Because it does, it totally feels like I'm just on the phone with you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I, I think we've, we've shared is that uh, you and I spend a lot of time conversing outside of this podcast. <laughs> lot, lot, lots of jokes in between, lots of memes being sent. Um, leave me the fuck alone being sent <laughs> leave me alone what were you what, you were going into a show the other night when I kept on yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was in Hartford for uh, for the night Saturday night yeah Connecticut connect I cut yeah that's how I learned how to spell Connecticut when I was <laughs> connect I Cut. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. I'm. Yeah, I, is that how you learned how to spell it too? I don't even remember how I. I know I struggled with Massachusetts for the longest time. I think it was like the the U E. I'm like, is there an E or is it just a U? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, no, practice makes perfect. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Does. yeah. So, you know, congratulations, man. I mean, uh, this this is you know some some good news, and you need good news in your life, and you know the employment thing obviously you know helps on many many different forms, and you know having a safe and sober place to live that is affordable and manageable, you yeah. know, with 
you know, the type of money that you're going to be making, which is not a whole lot, but definitely a great start for someone, you know, from where you just literally came from, right? Less than 90 days ago or a little over now. Right. It's so, um, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Cause it's so easy for me to get, like, I was so grateful when I got that, when I got that letter from the school asking me to come back, even though it's not a lot of money at all, I was so grateful. Right. I was calling, I was calling a couple friends. I'm like, Hey, they, they actually want me back. Blah, blah, blah. And then a couple weeks later, I, someone mentioned like an old job and, um, you know, maybe it's a possibility of having this other job back that I made like pretty good income, right? Much more than what I will be making, right? And r- as soon as I started thinking about that other job, I started to, and you know, the salary difference, mm-hmm. I started to think, yeah, that's right. I deserve better. I deserve more money. You know, what the heck? I need that job. Like I became like I forgot about like the gratitude. Dude, like when I think about it, I was just I was just homeless on the streets. And so literally like anything is like a a big step up for me at this point, <laughs> right? But like it's just like it's the example of how you know, I can be so grateful in like a moment mm-hmm. about one thing and then so and then tra- you know, shift to totally you know entitlement and i i should be doing that and that type of stuff but i thought mm. it was interesting <laughs> yeah no you know you know good point and i think that that's the opportunity to to again you know use gratitude and in, in, in use you know you know being humble for <clears throat> what you have versus you know what you don't have because if you spend so much time in that zone that mm. does you know, rip away gratitude and it gets you more angry and bitter. And if we talk about emotional un- instability, uh, you know, heading towards a relapse and that could definitely be um, a big part of it all. Mm. So if you just accept the fact that again, this, you know, you making this money in this, in the school system, isn't the finish line, right? It's just yeah. the start line for someone who just got out of, you know, a, a pretty intense, relapse right? right and been honest with you know overdosing and having to be narcan and you know all these kinds of things so you know i think reflection of you know that this is the next start that's going to help you strengthen your recovery and your stability and your mental state and some of your financial state uh and then we build on that right if you keep on building towards the right direction that you know this money is only you know where you start off with and uh mm. that uh, not where you should finish if you keep on kind of doing the right thing. And that's a, like, I share that. I, I, I share like my professional story, <laughs> you know, with an undergrad degree in psychology. When I moved back from Tennessee to Massachusetts, the first yeah. job I got, you know, at, at the methadone clinic, you know, I yeah. got offered $25,000 salary, yeah. right. You know, that that's before taxes, right. Yeah. And so yeah. health insurance and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I, I was definitely making peanuts, but, right. um, but that was the beginning of my journey. And if I look back at that and if I said no to that, you know, where would I be today? You know, would I be even close to, you know, what I'm making kind of now and, and the professional experience. And so I always use that as, as, as leverage, you know, for my clients and, and people in general, like, Hey, like this is just a, 
like intro pay. Like if you do a good job and either it's this company or some other company, they're going to pay you a lot more for your experience and your know-how. Yeah. Favros. No, I can appreciate that at the same time. It's different for a lot of people because for like a lot of addicts, like in my example, my example, I should, I shouldn't be, how should I put this? Like I should be at a, like normally I would, I should, I would be at a different stage in my life as far as that goes. You know what I mean? So what comes up for someone like me is just a ton of regret, right? Cause I was on a good path heading to it. You know, I started out entry level and stuff and I was moving up the ladder and so forth and move and making more money. And then because of my, the addiction stuff, now I'm 43 years old, not 23, right? I'm 43 starting at very entry level type of pay, you know? So, you know, I can appreciate your story, but it just doesn't, it doesn't exactly go, you know that. But it does, because what I'm saying is that like, it's, it's not, you're, you're still comparing yourself and, and the, the comparisons are unfair to you. <laughs> The times are different. You were different. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. The time is now. And this is what's being offered to you now. What I'm yeah. saying, you keep on doing the right thing. The money that yeah. you've been making in September, again, if you're sober until next September, your yeah. money should. Right. So it's, it comes with yeah. the territory of like putting in hard work on yourself and making sure yeah. obviously you're sober first. Yeah. Um, and all good things come, you know with that and so financials you know have been a part of your journey when you've you know maintained your you know sobriety true true so okay. this, just uh you know um uh, this next start and you know um uh, yeah you know, um i'm very proud of you and you, you deserve it you, okay. just, you deserve that chance and um just gotta fight for it yeah thanks barbaros yes sir thank you thank you sir <laughs> now leave me alone. Leave me alone. Why do you bother me? Stop picking on me. Stop picking on me, man. <laughs> All right. For any newcomers, hello. Hey. All right. So uh, this is a segment called Five Controversies, and so we'll go through the controversies and uh, we'll talk and laugh at each other for what we choose. Um. So the the first one is Batman or Superman. Are you kidding me right now? This is like this is like favorite top two because you probably only had <laughs> two really great controversies. The other one, the other one being Christmas and Thanksgiving, probably. <laughs> so this one being Batman and Superman. Um, I'm Batman. I will forever, forever Batman. Batman forever, right? <laughs> I was going to say, I, I will be forever Batman, which is how I feel. But and then I remembered there is a movie, movie. title, Batman Forever. <laughs> um, every Halloween, and you might remember this, maybe not, but like for work Halloween or regular Halloween, you know, whatever, I, every year I'll wear a Batman mask. And depending on whether I can find it, wherever I put it from the previous year, sometimes I have to go out last minute and grab another Batman mask. And sometimes... Just the mask. 
Right, just the mask. There's no suit or anything, right? Cape. Right, and uh, not even the Batman and, T-shirt, like the emblem. Nope, no Batman T-shirt. I've never worn a T-shirt either. So um, <laughs> I just go out with no T-shirt on, actually, and just have my abs showing. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone knows that you're lying. Yeah, that yeah, that's a lie. Okay, so. <laughs> But um, depending on what I can find last minute, if I can't find the one from the previous year, sometimes all they have available is just like the head of the mask or whatever you call it, the points on his head. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm Batman. I'm a big fan of the 1993, I believe it is, Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholas, Batman. And that was a good one. I, yeah, and it's a great one. And I remember, you know, um, you know, one of my favorite, my favorite parts of that Batman. There's a lot in there, but one of my parts is Jack, the Joker, Jack Nicholson. He's on the per, he's on like the float for the parade that they're doing down, coming down Gotham City, and mm-hmm. he's like asking like where Batman is. Come find me. Come get me. Me and he goes me and you, Batman mono e mono. <laughs> And, and that's one of my faves, like parts of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I like really most of the Batman's. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's you know, growing up, I definitely saw both of them. I really liked you know both of them. You know, different times I would be bored like Superman TV shows or cartoons, and then like we cut like Batman had like some good series like cartoons and stuff. Um, but um, definitely in my adult years, I'm definitely a Batman fan. I, I've watched probably every single Batman movie that's come out, like regardless of like who is playing kind of Batman. Um, and I find them all like fascinating and different and, and better or worse. Um, but my older brother makes this comment about like, like why Batman is better than Superman, right? Is Batman's mm. just an average guy, right? With some skills and obviously money, right? And can do certain stuff. Like Superman, like is, is a like a truly fictitious character, right? Just like laser eyes and seeing through walls and flying and you know bulletproof yeah. and all these kinds of things. Where Batman is like an average person, pretty much. Well, not average, but you know. Yeah, but I mean, you you do on the last Batman and Superman that I watch, like the Marvel one that's that's out where Ben Affleck plays, yeah, Batman. Yeah. Like they give some some like history or background on Superman's like mom, so like now it made him more like a little more human than what I used to look at when I used to look at Superman. So. Yeah, but I mean, just the same thing is that like I I don't feel com- compelled to see like the Superman movies. Like for yeah. Batman, I'm yeah. like I have to see it to compare it to like the other Batmans that I prefer. But Superman, right. I don't have that draw at all. Right. True. And oh, and how nasty is that? Is that Batmobile? Right. How nasty is that thing? Yeah, it's... all of it. All of it. The motorcycle. You know, the Christian oh, Bale motorcycle oh. one. Oh, the Christian Bale ones. Are... Fantastic. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. The, the, I'm like, I'm the, like, I have, you don't understand. I have a big Bruce Wayne in my pants right now. <laughs> keep, 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 keep. Um, 
so next next one uh, to uh, you know to our home state, more the state that you know you you, you generally reside in. But I, I think you know a, a fairly classic Boston thing, and I think people have their opinions for it. Maybe even like outside of Massachusetts, but here it is, and I, I'm going to say it in my you know Boston accent. <laughs> okay, I'm, I can't wait to hear us. The departed or the town. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so here goes. I'm departed <laughs> because I don't because only because I don't like how the town was over the top with their Fenway scene. It was way over the top. Like they, it was too much. Mm-hmm. Like they overdid it. You know, it, they made it so, like, no, that's a little too unbelievable. <laughs> um, some of the faces seem a little bit, a little bit much too. Although some of my friends from Charlestown say there were a couple that were similar to that, I guess. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's just the town was just oh, there was too much. It was over dramatic. I felt like. And definitely that Fenway scene while it was while I'm watching it. And I watched it recently, too. I watched it, like, a, a few weeks ago, The Town. Mm-hmm. Um, other guys wanted to watch it, and it was, you know, it was on. And I'm watching that Fenway scene, and I'm just like, this is too much, you know? So that's why. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely like both. Um but if I was going to lean one way, I, I'd actually say the town. Really? Um, really? Yeah. And I what do you think about what I said about it, though? What do you think about what? The, actually, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm going into. Am I making I, a good point there or what? No. No, of course not. You make awful points. <sighs> the point that I'm going to make is that when the movie first came out, obviously the a major plot is them, and I'm sure we're not spoiling anyone at this point if you haven't seen the fucking town then shame on you Uh, i'll tell you in a minute yeah go ahead but in the town like in like in the uh the previews and stuff they never talked about you know like breaking into fenway and so in in the movie in the theater when you're there right and the story is kind of progressing and you know they're kind of plotting right boston's like holy place, right? And Boston has a lot of old history and churches and, you know, other kind of figures. And then Fenway appears and you're like, they're touching the holiest thing in Boston. <laughs> like, you don't touch Fenway. And like, even for me, like when I like come back or if I ever bring anyone from here, like Jersey or whatever, up to Mass, and, yeah. and we're, we're driving into Boston, yeah. 1,000% above all things, we're driving by Fenway, and I'm pointing it out. 100%. Yeah, that's so funny like, that you said that, too. Oh, my God. Like that, that was a big thing, and, I, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. An interesting thing, if we talk about, like, I mean, you know, our episode, Ben Affleck in, in the in the movie The Town is in recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. True, true. So, two things. That How do you is, come back to you? Your your part was over. You're that, no, I need to go back. I need to I need uh, to add some stuff. So funny thing. 
um, you may you you briefly made fun of people who haven't seen the town, right? And three weeks ago, when I when I walked into the living room and I saw that it was on, of course I make the sarcastic comment, "Oh, the town! Oh, I never saw that before." <laughs> like that, and everyone's like, "Shut up, Adam!" Right? And <laughs> and then um. Yeah, bringing people to Fenway. So a couple of years ago, I, you know, I'm on this dating app and this girl travels from Connecticut to see me, right? And, um, and she comes and she's like, all I want to do is see Fenway. <laughs> I'm like, really? Okay. So we literally, I just took her by Fenway and like we beeped and like she looked at it from the, from the outside, from the window. And that was it. But she was like, she's, I never I, seen that. Like, and that was like a thing, you know, it's funny. Boston, Boston is the, is, is the main yeah. attraction. Everything else works around Fenway. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Next one. Uh, third controversy for tonight. Uh, elliptical machine versus the treadmill. Treadmill all the way. Elliptical is too much going on with my, with the arm thing. <laughs> Too much going on. There's too much going on. There's too much to do. With with the treadmill, I can just focus on running, you know, at a speed of you know seven, and then bringing it down to three, and then seven, and up a hill, down, up, seven, three, up, down. You, you know how treadmills work. You, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sharing what my what that looks like for me, not everyone. Yeah. Okay, Anyone in the audience doesn't care. And that's great detail. No, they care because it's experiential. People no. like to hear people's personal not about, not about, not about uh, treadmill experience. That, that's basically the you know, that's the centerpiece of our podcast is experience, right? So no, <clears throat> so for me it's elliptical. I love, love, love the elliptical as a cardiovascular machine exercise treadmill it's, it's such a such an interesting thing i get bored on it so quickly um even if i'm not bored on a treadmill like my body doesn't respond as well if i'm running like outdoors i learned that really really quickly like i i i'm physically more tired quickly on a treadmill than i am hmm. uh like running outdoors um so like i and i i like the arm thing the elliptical you can go like arms free you can go um, pedaling in reverse. So a couple of uh, more options with it. I don't know, better better sweat for me on elliptical than on a treadmill. So elliptical all the way. Uh, good for you. Happy yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I liked how you, I liked how you described. You were able to describe how you operate the elliptical, and I got a bunch of shit for describing how you I. You are operate. giving numbers. The actual number. Yeah, my, yeah, my number. Yeah, my numbers. Elliptical doesn't have numbers like that. I don't think. Yes, it do. Yes, it, yes, it do. Whatever. Identical. Identical. I hate you. Go to the next one. All right, Mister Rogers' neighborhood versus Sesame Street. I was more Mister Rogers. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Shut up. <laughs> Am I getting shit from you already for it? <laughs> 
So I'm more Mr. Rogers. I I just liked him as a person. I felt like I had this. He's like he's a really nice dude. I felt like, you know, mm. it was more about him. That it was more about him, not really all the characters or anything like that. He had some really good stories, like when he would visit, like uh, you know, a sawmill and. <laughs> You know, a, a paperclip factory, how paperclips are made. You know, it was interesting stuff for like a five through eight year old. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe till 10, actually, watching that. I mean, I, I, I mean, um, I was three years old when we came to the US. And so um, I remember fondly kind of watching a lot of like PBS, like for, you know, um, you know, kid related kind of material was, I, I think, like the only thing that was on TV, like constantly. So I yeah. remember watching Sesame Street, but just like you, like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, like has stuck in my mind more than like details of Sesame Street. Like, if I watch Sesame Street now, I'm like, oh yeah, like I, like, oh, that was on it. Like, I kind of remember it, but like more distinctly, I, I was more engaged with like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, you know, the characters and like him and, and like he was so gentle and soft spoken. Yeah. Right, right. The whole like shoes thing always. I always like laughed at that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you he doing? Was a good dude, he was solid dude. But like, yeah. yeah. Mister Rogers. <clears throat> All right, last Look, one. Being my neighbor. La- last one, and I think this is like right up your alley. Um, <clears throat> the new generation of people might not. Um. Have something to say about it, but <clears throat> so, which one is the best Rocky? And you can only pick from Rocky one to Rocky five. So let it be known, and it's kind of embarrassing a little bit. I'm not huge Rocky. Okay. So I'm just going to say that. So I'm not like, I'm not one of those guys that know the in, that can say like the ins and outs of each Rocky. Okay. So this isn't like a great one for me personally. I would just say one because the like one seemed like the best one, you know, from the original. Yeah. The original ones, you know, um, the original storyline and all that shit um so yeah i'm just gonna go with one without being able to recall the ins and outs of all of them so there yeah. you go sorry i know i let you down and probably a lot of other people too yeah big big let down i thought i thought the departed I mean, that's the thing, was a good one thing about, really good. yeah that's the thing about like the controversy sometimes is like Sometimes I have to be real vulnerable and just say, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you know, I don't know about that, you know, or whatever it is. So it's yeah. programming you're working. Thanks for, yeah. Thanks for like throwing me under the bus. I'm sure. My pleasure. <laughs> Before you come to Massachusetts, maybe you watch all five. <laughs> oh, there's five of them. There's five of them. Oh, there's like a million of them now. Right. That's what I thought. There's like eight, right? Well, yeah, and then the whole Apollo series, like, is you know, subscribe. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, 
So, you know, one, obviously, like you said, his, his upbringing and he fights Apollo Creed, you know, whatever, you know, wins last second, you know, climbing the ropes, whatever. Second one is the rematch. Third one is Mr. T. Yeah. Fourth yeah, I one. Pity the I pity the fool. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, good one. Good memory. <laughs> uh, the fourth <laughs> one is Dolph Lundgren, the, the, the Russian. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the fifth one, it's Tommy Gunn. He's the trainer for Tommy Gunn, and then he fights Tommy Gunn like in the street or something like that. I think that's I think that's fine. That's that's where I kind of stopped, and then after that, I'm just like, no, you know, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. I'm 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 done watching more versions of the same Rocky. But for 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 me, like all of them seemed like. I don't know, like, like low budget, low budget until Rocky Four. Like Rocky Four, the soundtrack hmm. is killer. The music is fantastic. You know, him revenging Apollo's like death in the ring by U.S. versus like Russia or like at that time USSR or whatever. Yeah, Soviets. Yeah. Um. Him like training in like the mountains of like Russia, just kind of like prove a point and like win on like their soil. I don't know, like big, over the top showcase, like in, in comparative to like the previous three, uh, that really uh, got me, really sold me. And so like Rocky Four is definitely one that I will watch <clears throat> repeatedly over and over. That will be the show for tonight. Thank you all for listening. Uh, please comment. Um, in the Spotify about what you liked about the episode. Uh, if you have any feedback, uh, definitely hit us up on our Instagram page or email the addict and the counselor at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. We try to record uh, on a weekly basis. And so the show will come out tomorrow on Tuesdays. You know, please listen, uh, follow and uh, you know, tell all the people about it. And uh, hopefully um, you enjoyed it and uh, you'll come back for next week. All right. That's the show. That's it. I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Peace. Later.